Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. fans to another episode of the sports ethos chicago bulls coverage show squeaky chair squeaky chair i've got a squeaky chair i'm sorry but i am keith cork i'm your host you can find me on twitter at b at bsbp keith uh, i'm here to break down this unfortunate loss here by the chicago bulls your chicago bulls against the philadelphia 76ers um you know not uh not too upset about this game uh I thought once Kobe White and Zach Levine were both ruled out, it was pretty obvious that the Bulls were going to lose this one. Um, just not enough firepower, man. Not enough firepower against a very, very skilled and good basketball team. Uh, so I'm going to break it down for you. We don't have Trey today, but uh, I'm here for you guys. And uh, we're going to break down this thing here uh, on the Sports Ethos Bulls coverage show um but before i do start that i want to get my ad reads up here and i want to tell you listeners so please take a moment to go follow at ethos fantasy bk on twitter the single most dominant basketball and fantasy news feed on earth get all your nba news in one handy twitter feed it's faster than competition and provides more analysis too again that's at ethos fantasy bk on twitter go follow it now but, uh, but yeah, we're going to break down the game, but I also want to touch on some pretty big news here. Obviously, we had a big trade in the association today uh, that makes one of our opponents, one of our uh, competitors here, a lot better, I think. Uh, maybe not a lot better, but better for sure. So we're going to touch on that and Billy Donovan's comments on Patrick Williams and a lot more. So stick with me here through the end. Uh, but first of all, yeah, Bulls lose. Uh, 108 to 119 against the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, unfortunate because, you know, I think they gave everything. I gave they, they gave their best shot. It was an unfortunate loss, but man, the, those Bulls, man, they they really showed out and played well. Particularly, I'm going to point to Demar Derozan, uh, Nikola Vucevic, Javante Green, man. Javante Green has been on a tear recently, and I had Sumu, uh, all all with big games. I felt like I didn't have big game a big game in the box score, but man, his presence was felt. Uh, just trying to dunk on people uh, and all that good stuff. So, uh, but yeah, Demar Derozan career high tonight. Or not career high, sorry, season high tonight, today. Wow. Season high today with 45 points on 18 of 30 shooting. Just incredible. Everything he put up just went down, man. 9 of 11 from the from the free throw line. Uh, 9 rebounds, 7 assists. So flirted a bit, flirted a little bit with the triple-double. Probably could have gotten there with a few more made baskets from his teammates. But yeah, let me, let me uh, shout out here. And I think I've shot, uh, shot it about before. Uh, but Javante Green. Five of six from the field, 17 points, which is great. You don't expect that from six of six from the line, one of one from three-pointers. You don't expect that from him, but he's been doing stuff like that for the last, I don't know, two weeks, basically. This guy's just been on in fuego, man. Um, and not only that, but just giving us the athleticism that our team is just really lacking right now, down so many bodies, especially with Zach Levine and Kobe White out. Uh, just 
obviously the most athletic guy on the floor for the Chicago Bulls. Um, just do, doing everything as far as like offensive rebounds go, um, you know, blocking shots that just shouldn't be blocked. You wouldn't think he has any chance of blocking him, and he comes out of nowhere and, and sends it back. Um, this guy's becoming a fan favorite, I think, and uh, but rightfully so, man. I mean, he's uh, hustled his butt off to get to this point in the league and uh, really show, showing that he belongs Maybe not necessarily a starter. I will go ahead and admit he's probably not the ideal starter for the Chicago Bulls uh, at the forward position. We want to have Patrick Williams there. You want to have somebody uh, better than that. But as a backup man, I, I think um, you know he's definitely come into his own. I uh, can't wait to see him in a twenty to twenty-five minute role. You know when we're fully healthy, uh, which I think is definitely more in his wheelhouse. Um, and he's going to put up big lines. And, uh, you know, hopefully uh, if you see any of those lines in Thrive Fantasy, grab them because, guys, I want to let you know we have a brand-new fan daily fantasy partner at Sports Ethos, Thrive Fantasy. Prop up with Thrive Fantasy on their mobile app or at thrivefantasy.com. Use code ETHOS when you sign up to get a 100% deposit match bonus on your first deposit up to 100 bucks. plus either two or four free game tickets to play. Pick player props on the biggest names playing every night. Score points when your player props hit. And the players with the most points win a share of the nightly prize money and check out our sports ethos dfs team or podcast for advice on winners again that code is ethos over at thrivefantasy.com you can actually use my uh link also on my uh twitter page that's at bsbp keith to sign up for thrive fantasy i would appreciate it very much if you did that uh, but yeah javante green Big game, uh, just doing a lot of stuff there athletically. Vucevic, another good game, 8 of 18 from the floor, so didn't shoot it particularly well, but uh, that's about average for him. 2 of 7 from beyond the arc. I want to. Um, I did have a thought here during this game that I noted down, and I want to actually discuss this. I was hoping to have Trey on to discuss it with him, but he was uh, too busy, so no big deal. I'm going to discuss it with you guys, and I guess with myself here. I would love for the Chicago Bulls to make it a rule on the offensive end to not do a pick and pop into a Vucevic 3 until there's like 10 seconds on the shot clock or less. I just feel like he took, I want to say two or three at least, three-pointers, where it was the first action was the pick and pop to the three-point line. And I just feel like the Bulls have better options on the offensive end. They can, even against a really stout defensive team in the uh, you know Philadelphia 76ers, I felt like they were still penetrating and finding the seams down low and, and passing it well. I just don't feel like that's the best shot you can get against this team. I think it, I'm fine with it if it's like, you know, hey, the last you know, 12 to 10 seconds and, and you do a pick and pop and Vooch shoots a three. That's fine. You've got a little timer. As a player, you've got a little time in your head uh, that's counting down, you know, from 24. And as that timer gets down closer and closer to zero, you're thinking, okay, this is actually a good shot more and more um, because – that's it. A dwindling time, dwindling chance to create that space and create more shots for yourself. That's just what you got to say. You got to settle at some point uh, for a shot. And you got to say, hey, this is the best I'm going to get. But when you've got like 23, you know, not 23, 20 seconds left or, or, or 15 seconds left even in the shot clock, a Vooch pick, pick and pop three isn't necessarily the best shot in my opinion. And the other thing that does is it leaves your best rebounder on the team by far away from the basket for zero chance, basically, on offensive rebound. You got Javante Green, who I, who I shouted out. Uh, obviously, he's going to run in there, try to try to grab an offensive board or two, uh, and he can do that. But Vooch, Vooch is your guy, man. He's the guy you need down low battling for those boards. And against a team like this, talking about being impactful without being in the box, where we talk about sometimes battling on the offensive boards, forcing the, the other team to, to commit fouls, loose ball fouls on Embiid. Would have been huge today. Embiid, obviously, another huge game against a, a 
bad Bulls defense. The Bulls have just been terrible on defense. But I thought they gave a good, good effort tonight. But uh, but you just knew that MB was going to cook the Bulls today. Uh, 40 points on 14 of 23 shooting just uh, just came so easy to them. 2 of 4 from beyond the arc. 10 of 11 from the line. 10 rebounds, 3 assists. Um, he had 4 fouls. Four personal fouls. If Vooch is in there battling on the boards for a couple more possessions and ends up getting him into foul trouble, the Bulls maybe have a better chance of winning this one, or at least making it close at the end there. Um, Bulls went on runs, man. The Bulls, they just hung in there. Uh, they were about, down about 10 points for the entirety of the game. Uh, they cut it to about, I think, four. Uh, I think it was four points with about, mm, I don't know, six, seven minutes left in that fourth quarter there. Uh, just couldn't couldn't keep the foot on the gas. The, the Philadelphia 76ers just had a response every time the Bulls went on a run. Um, hard, very hard without Levine or without Kobe White. You just don't, like I said, just don't have the offensive firepower uh, to hang with a really, really stout Philadelphia 76ers defense. Speaking of that defense, though, they let DeMar DeRozan get all those points. I think the biggest reason for that being that Matisse Thibel had to miss this one. No Matisse Thibel, so they stuck Danny Green on him quite a lot. They stuck some Charlie Brown on him. Uh, they gave him a few different looks, but uh, no one could stop DeMar DeRozan. Just wasn't wasn't possible. Um, very easy for DeMar to get into that mid-range and get a fadeaway, and you just, they just happened to fall down in a really high clip tonight. Uh, they had Furkin Korkmaz on him for a while. That did not turn out well at all. So, yeah. No Matisse Thibel. It was a difficult assignment for the 76ers to shut down DeMar DeRozan. I thought, um, you know, give Billy Donovan his flowers when they're due. I thought there was a good a good game plan going to this one in getting DeMar all those looks and, and getting him looks in the right spots. Um, and then also just attacking it and, let, you know, allowing people like Troy Brown Jr. Uh, and Javante Green to find seams down low, uh, to find the open threes, to find the three-point line. Uh, Matt Thomas. Didn't have a great game. Let me talk about that. Um, saw a little bit of shade thrown at Matt Thomas on Twitter. I didn't think any of the shots he took were bad shots. I I, I saw a, some shade being thrown on him from Casey Johnson, of all people. Casey Johnson, obviously, respect him a lot. I think uh, I agree with most 90% of his takes. Didn't agree with this one. I didn't think any of the shots Matt Thomas took today were necessarily questionable. He had to take them. They were coming at the right time in the shot clock, I felt like, most of the time. You know, it's not that he was looking for his shot or hunting his shot. It was just what was there, what was being given to them by the defense. He um, he went one of seven from beyond the arc. Tough shooting day, man. I mean, that's going to be tough for anybody. Uh, Matt Thomas is a borderline NBA player, let's be honest. He's not necessarily the best NBA player in the world. I thought he did a fantastic job on the, on the boards, though. I, I saw him grabbing rebounds. And being physical down low, uh, which I don't expect from Matt Thomas. So I, you know, I, I kind of wanted to give the guy a little shout out there. Um, just a rough shooting day, and that's just unfortunate because if he does knock down one or two more of those threes, it's it's probably a different basketball game. You know, instead of having a four point lead, maybe the Bulls are within one or, or even ahead. Uh, you know, halfway through that fourth quarter, and um, maybe the Sixers get a little nervous. I don't think they do. I think this was a a really really hard game to win. Uh, didn't have a good chance of winning this one. I think the Bulls gave, again, their best shot. Uh, and I think the Sixers just took care of business and, and came out and did well. Um, 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Five of fifteen for Seth Curry. He didn't shoot the ball particularly well. Two of five from me on the line. Uh, Tyrese Maxey six of nine. He had a really good game. Uh, six assists. Danny Green, two of three from me on the arc. I felt like the, the yeah, 50% from threes. I felt like the Sixers were just hitting threes left and right at points where I'm like, oh, come on. They just missed that one for me, please. So, um, you know, if that doesn't happen also, it's maybe a different basketball game. But uh, they had the shoot and shoes on today. Uh, one of three for Furk on Korkmaz. Two of four from Georges Nyang. Three of four from Tyrese Maxey from on the arc. Uh, two of four again from Embiid and two of three for, for Danny Green. So just everybody... Shooting at lights out, man. Uh, hard to win a game like that against an already pretty darn good basketball team in the Philadelphia 76ers. The bench. Bench was uh, atrocious. Uh, not not very good. I don't uh, have the bench points in front of me. Uh, I don't think. Let me see. Let me reload here and see if it pops up. Probably not. No. Uh, don't have the bench points in front of me necessarily here, but I, I would have to say that their bench outscored our bench pretty handily. Uh, not surprising again, considering the fact that no Levine, no Kobe White. So we had guys moving into the starting lineup, which takes away from your bench. You have guys moving up to roles where they don't necessarily have their best outputs. And, uh, you know, looking right now at our bench, why am I not? Why, why are my guys, (laughs) my guys aren't, for some reason, my guys aren't, uh, uh, organized as starters and bench on, on NBA.com's box score, which is kind of frustrating. But Malcolm Hill had five. Uh, Matt Thomas had five. Troy Brown Jr. started. So that's it. That looks like it as far as our bench points go. So I think we got I think we got 10 points off the bench. There's no way that the, the Sixers got less than 10 points off the bench. I don't think – let's see. Drummond had two. Um Oh, here we go. Now, this is how you identify. Here we go. Hold on. Let me just double check real quick now that I have my bearings. Okay, yes, I was right there. Ten points off our bench. Drummond had two. Uh, Danny Green had eight. Maxi. Oh, no. Danny Green started. I'm sorry. Hold on. Drummond had two. Niang had nine. Korkmaz had nine. So, yeah, they had 18, 20. Uh, they doubled our bench points. They didn't necessarily have a great uh, contribution from their bench, but they doubled us uh, in bench points, it looks like, off of my rough math here, and I apologize for that. But uh, yeah, not not looking good. Those minutes were, were lost minutes. Anytime, uh, anytime Joel and beats off the floor, I saw on Twitter somebody was mentioning, you know, we have to win those minutes, and ju- it just, that just wasn't happening. So um, that was another thing that contributed to this kind of uphill battle here. Um, pick and roll defense, still, uh, you know, those some of those threes that they made uh, got a little lucky with some of them, but I felt like some of the threes we just gave them 
really clean and open and good looks, and you just can't do that against a team that shoots relatively well from three. Um, guards just not fighting over the screens again on the Bulls, so their point of, point of attack defense against that pick and roll, uh, just that high screen, just just terrible, just awful. Uh, I'd assume is the one guy I'll point up that does make an effort to get over it, but um, just not fun to watch, man. Getting picked apart, and uh, you know you got to be a little frustrated uh, at that. Kind of interesting. The shot clocks were off for this game. So you actually had Tim Sinclair, the PA announcer for the Bulls, counting down. Uh, he would say 10 when the shot clock hit 10 seconds, and then he would say 5, 4, 3, 2, 1 as the clock was coming down. I thought that was kind of interesting. I, um, they had the old school shot clocks out there, too, on the ground, uh, on the corners of the floors that the, the players could see as well. But I feel like you get less shot clock violations when that's happening because you don't, you know, there's no onus on you to look up because you can actually hear, you can both hear and see. Uh, I actually kind of prefer that if I was a player. I think I'd kind of prefer that, uh, to be honest. Um, I had Asumu. Let's talk about this guy, man. Another poster dunk over uh, Andre Drummond. Gets a steal, gets out on the break, dunks it, and then he hits the stanchion. Oh, that looked – I actually cringed both times when they played it, and then when they played the replay, uh, he hit that stanchion pretty hard, man. Just the, his back hit in the corner of it. Uh, it is padded, obviously. I'm sure he's – fine quote-unquote after that he's gonna be a little sore though from that and then he hit his head later in the in the game against Matt Thomas's shoulder and Joel Embiid was involved in there somewhere I think he might have hit Matt Thomas's knee uh but uh not sure exactly what happened there I'd have to watch it again slow motion but but what we do know is that Matt Thomas's shoulder took out Io Desumu's head Ah oh, man, I got banged up a bit in this one, man. It's a little nerve-wracking here. But uh, again, another good game. I love that he's going to the basket and attacking with just reckless abandon, like Javante Green. Maybe he's in that Javante Green school of uh, of attacking the basket, and I, I'm all for it, man. Go for it, young fella, for sure. Seven assists tonight and only one turnover today. Um, good. Uh, I think we can all agree that. I had to assume his recent strong play and just his step, his 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 ascension, his getting better game after game, his his just way above where he should be at, as the thirty eighth pick in the draft. I think his emergence here has made Kobe White extremely expendable at the trade deadline. I don't know if Kobe White gets moved. I don't mind if he does or doesn't. I don't think it really. If he does get moved, I hope it's for somebody like a Yaka Bertle. I hope it's for somebody that's going to move the needle for us and be at a piece for us beyond just this year. If he doesn't move, I'm okay with it, man. Kobe White's played well when he's been out there. He's provided scoring. We could have really used his scoring punch tonight, his three-point shot tonight, today. I keep saying tonight. It's not tonight. <laughs> Most of these games are at night, so I apologize again. But uh, our day game here uh, could have used Kobe White, so I'm not, I don't mind if he moves or if he doesn't move. But... If he does get moved, I hope we get something back in that return. But Ayo Desumu is uh, is the guy that we want to have playing most of our, our backup point guard minutes at this point. I just I don't think there's any way around that. And I, I did have an exchange earlier on Twitter uh, yesterday with some people that are saying, you know, Ayo's the better point guard over Lonzo Ball to pair with Vucevic. And I know we talked about this with uh, – I talked about this with Trey in our – I believe it was our last show. And uh, there, there might be something to that. I'm not going to say there is not something to that. Vucevic has been playing a lot better recently, and Lonzo Ball has been out. So a lot of people will look at those two things and say, oh, obviously this is, you know, causation. Uh, 
obviously Ayo Desumu being the point guard is what's making Vucevic play better. I don't necessarily buy into that. I think Lonzo Ball can be just as good of a point guard for, for Vucevic as Ayo Desumu. I'm not saying that he is decidedly better than Ayo. I'm saying that the verdict's still out because Vucevic was just absolutely dreadful for, through the first, I don't know, 25 games of the season. Um, just not good on the offensive side. Missing a lot of bunnies. He was getting in spots where he should be hitting jump shots and just not finishing. Uh, and now he is. And so I'd like to see Lonzo Ball with the good Vooch and see what we have there. The one thing I think that Lonzo Ball definitely excels in that we can all agree on is getting the team out in transition and getting easy transition buckets, which is something we've just sorely missed um, since both Lonzo and Alex Crusoe have been out. Um didn't see a lot of it tonight. I, I would have to, again, look. Uh, looks like I've got some additional stuff popping up here. But uh, I don't uh, believe we got a whole bunch of transition baskets, to be honest with you guys. I'm trying to look it up here quickly. Um, screen, let's see, scoring. I'm, I'm in the wrong spots here. This is why I need Trey so he can talk while I look up this stuff. Darn you, Trey. Um, but, no, we definitely need that stuff. And uh, we don't have it. And uh, points off turnovers. Here we go. Philadelphia had 11. We also had 11. Um, let me see. Points of the fast break points. Philadelphia had 8. We had 11. So eh, we did get out there and run a little bit more than I thought we did. Uh, I can't remember the IO dunk. Obviously, that was two of them. But um, must have been looking down at my computer when the, the other ones happened. But that's okay. Point being, I think Lonzo Ball is the better point guard to have in transition to push the pace. We just love how he gets the rebound and immediately looks up the floor. He's been hitting Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan on easy buckets, you know, just streaking out. Uh, I just miss that stuff. I don't feel like it's happening enough with Lonzo out. So I still want Lonzo Ball in this lineup. I don't. I think you're crazy if you think Io is going to replace Lonzo Ball. But if you think that Io is a better point guard and has a better rapport with Vucevic, I can't argue that. That's basically the nuance of the of the argument there, and uh, I still think the verdict's out on that second part. Anyways, um, a couple of news and notes now from around the league. Uh, Brooklyn Nets extend their losing streak tonight. Today, gosh, it's not tonight yet. Stupid, stupid. <laughs> Today, uh, eight game losing streak. For the Brooklyn Nets. That's just insanity. And there's just so much turmoil there. A lot of speculation that um, James Harden is sitting out because he wants to be traded. That speculation has had some water poured on it. And now they're saying that he doesn't want to be traded. I think it's Shams and, and, and Woj uh, have different takes on this or different sources or different information. I'm sure there's nuance to this to this conversation that's just totally lost in this whole shuffle. Um, I don't personally think that it makes a lot of sense for Harden to be traded for Ben Simmons. I just, I, I don't, something about that just doesn't sit right in my stomach. I can't articulate entirely at the moment, but it just doesn't feel like the thing that's, uh, that's, that's probable more than, I mean, it's possible, I suppose. I'll, I'll, I'll put it there. It's possible, but I just don't see it as something that's entirely probable. But now the Nets have fallen to seventh in the rankings at four and a half games behind the Heat, who sit in first. Bulls are a half game behind the Heat. Um, Sixers are a game and a half behind the Heat. They're only a game behind the Bulls. And uh, so this this game was big, man. We, we wanted to win this one. If we would have won this one also, 
Billy Donovan would have been coaching in the All-Star game now that he that, that we have lost. Eric Spolstra and his coaching staff get the honor of representing the Eastern Conference in the All-Star game. Um, not the end of the world. I don't really care either way too much. I, like I've said a hundred times now, don't really care about the All-Star game very much. That's a popularity contest. It's for the fans. It's, it's fun. Um, and that's where the importance of the All-Star game ends for me. Uh, I do care about who gets voted to the All-Star game. Uh, and I guess I care about who coaches the All-Star game because it's nice to be able to say on your resume, hey, I coached the All-Star game because my team was in first or, or whatever. So I guess there's a little bit of caring in me, but not very much caring about that stuff. So, uh, But yeah, the Nets. Uh, not only does Harden want out, supposedly, maybe wants out, uh, but Kyrie Irving is only in half the games too. That's just that's just not a recipe for winning basketball. The Nets have to do something. They might go into panic mode here. I would not be surprised to see something happen. I don't think again. I don't think it's probable that the uh, that they trade for Ben Simmons and they trade away Harden. It just doesn't make it just doesn't make sense to me. But I wouldn't be surprised to see them shake things up a little bit because man, eight game losing streak. Uh, trade deadlines happening. Um, no one's happy there, it seems like. Kevin Durant's injured. Just abysmal. I would not want to be in that situation. Not good. Not good at all. Uh, some other notes. We got a little update here from Mr. Billy Donovan on Patrick Williams. Here's the uh, quote here that I was able to snag uh, right before I jumped on. There may be an opportunity if everything kind of falls right that maybe 10, 12, 14 games left in the year, maybe we could have our whole team back, Donovan said. Our whole team. Patrick Williams, Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, Derek Jones Jr., I guess, if he's still on the roster. All those guys. And we remember how dominant we looked at the beginning of the year, right? I'm excited, man. I, I and I know I know I've had some back and forth people on Twitter, Patrick Williams wanting to trade him for Jer Jeremy Grant. I just don't think it's a good idea at all. I think Patrick Williams has a pretty significantly high ceiling, especially on the defensive end. I'm not gonna rehash this whole thing because I've said it a hundred times. Go back and listen to any uh you know show that has Patrick Williams in the title. But having him back's gonna be huge, man. It's going to shift again. Javante Green probably shifts to the bench. Imagine that, man. Having that kind of hustle and, and heart off your bench and defensively. And we saw it, man. We saw it at the end of the season. That's what was happening. He was eating people up. I mean, you know, it just it shifts everything to where it was supposed to be. It, it fits the plan. It fits the, the roster construction that, that uh, Arturis and Mark Eversley had in mind. So I want to see it. Um, I know we got some uh, positive, you know, developments as far as like him losing, uh, uh, or him being ahead of schedule uh, and healing. We had some positive developments. Also, Alonzo Ball, I, I think, believe they said he's walking without crutches already today. So uh, things are trending in the right direction, Bulls fans, and I know it's frustrating, um, you know, to, to have to watch this this team basically at I don't know half strength. We're missing two thirds of our starters tonight. We're missing. Three-fifths, two-thirds, wow. Two-fifths of our starters. T today, we were missing three-fifths of our starters with Zach Levine out. So, key part is what I'm trying to say. You don't have to be down on this Bulls team. There's uh, a lot of potential there. I don't know if championship is the ultimate end goal here. I don't know if that's the, the, the probable thing. 
I'm not going to even put it. It's possible, not probable, but I'm not even going to put it as possible as, as James Harden getting traded for Ben Simmons. It's less possible than that, in my opinion. I know Trey disagrees, but and I'm sure some Bulls fans do. But I'm being realistic here. I just don't think uh, – and I, I know I put through the Nets in there as a team we can't beat in a seven-game series now. I definitely changed my mind on that. I think we can definitely beat the Brooklyn Nets now in a seven-game series. But the Miami Heat, the Milwaukee Bucks, without a significant move, I just don't – I don't see that happening. And that's and you're going to have to. I mean, there's no way around it. You're going to have to do that to, to get in the Eastern Conference Finals. The other big news from today. We had a trade, a big uh, blockbuster trade. The trade is Indiana Pacers sent Karis LeVert and a 2022 second-round pick via Miami to Cleveland for Ricky Rubio, a lottery-protected 2022 first-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick from Houston, and a 2027 second-round pick from Utah. Good trade. Good trade both ways, man. I, I, the Cavs are getting stronger, man. The Cavs are getting stronger, and that is scary. That's one of those teams, I, I've said it before, I'll say it again, one of those teams I don't want to see the Bulls playing in the playoffs. I just had this sinking feeling in my gut. That's going to be our first-round matchup, man. I just, oh, gosh. They're in fifth right now. Cavs are in fifth, a game and a half behind first. They're at 32-21 and 21 with their record. Uh, Karis LeVert's huge for them. Gives them a really great scoring punch off the bench that they just don't have right now. Jetty Osmond probably takes backseat or, or maybe just ends up getting traded at some point or uh, just ends up out of the rotation entirely, I think. Uh, you probably see a little bit of less scoring from Kevin Love maybe. But, but uh, yeah, Karis LeVert for them is good. They have the defense. Um, they can throw him in, in the starting lineup here and there when they need to. If they need a scoring punch in that line in that starting lineup, they can just throw him in there you know, for, for marketing. Because marketing can just take a seat on the bench and, and become the six-man kind of. And just a good move. Good move. They gave up Rubio. I mean, they paid a, a, a hefty price. I think it's a good move for the Pacers, too. The Pacers virtually get two first-round picks, guys. Because one of those second-round picks is via Houston. The Rockets. The Houston Rockets. Who are sitting on a 15-37 and 37 record. 15th in the Western Conference. I think that's second-worst. Yeah, sec third-worst record in the entire NBA. So that's two first round picks. I mean, one of, granted, one of them is lottery protected, so maybe it doesn't convey, but that's pretty good for a guy that is scoring a lot of points. But he's on a team that you don't you don't need that. I mean, it's not he's not he doesn't move the needle for the Indiana Pacers. He moves the needle for the Cavs. He fits a need that they have. He's a role player. He's a role player. Um, some would say he has upside. I, I don't. I don't think he has a ton of upside. I think he he scores a basketball ball. He does one thing really well. He scores a basketball really well. So uh, Pacers get uh, you know some picks, some really good draft capital out of that. They get an expiring contract from Ricky Rubio. I don't know if Rubio is even going to play anymore. I've, I've seen in interviews he's talking about it sucks having to move his kids around all the time when he gets traded and stuff like that. And he'd rather you know spend time with them probably. Maybe he goes back to. I think he's from Spain. Uh, to play basketball uh, there, I, I would wouldn't surprise me. And it's, it's an expiring contract, anyways. I, there's no reason for the Pacers to bring him back. So it's an expiring contract. They get that cap uh, that cap space next year. They get the picks. It's good, good for both sides, man. Um, but again, scary for the Bulls. If the Bulls meet them in the playoffs, I'm telling you right now, scary, 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 scary. If it's a four or five matchup, Bulls and in, in, in Cavs, I don't know. Who I pick out of that, honestly. 
I really, I really don't know. I think I know we've played them once this year. And we got, we got, a, we got handled when we were pretty healthy. Um, let me see. Have we played them more than once? We've played them more than once. Okay, so we beat them once, or yeah, we did beat them once by thirteen points, which was that's nice. Javante Green was out on that one actually. But I'm on his uh, screen here, and we got beat by twenty three points. Twenty three points in our first meeting with them. No Patrick Williams in that one. No Kobe White in that one. No Javante Green in that one. No Demar Derozan in that one. So eh, maybe that one makes a little bit more sense. Eh, I guess I would lean Bulls. I I want to be a realist. I just don't want to have my heart broken. But that's a that's a that's a tough matchup, man. They just have so much length um, with Jared Allen and Evan Mobley and Laurie Markkinen, three seven footers in that starting lineup. It's just it just our roster construction is just not built for that, not built to go up against that. Uh, now, if we have Patrick Williams back, I think I think yeah, I think there's definitely a match for the Wolves. I really do. Um, but that's gonna do it for us, guys. That's gonna do it for me. I am Keith Cork. You can find me on Twitter at at BSBP Keith. You can follow our show at Eat Those Bulls, at Eat Those Bulls on Twitter. And uh, before I do sign off, though, guys, I also want to give you a quick shout-out and say before we sign off, we want to also remind you that I'll use coupon code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com for 20% off your order and free shipping. And also check out our pals at mybookie.ag. Use code HOOPBALL on the third page of sign-up to unlock deposit match bonuses there as well. But let's get it, man. We got a game again tomorrow. We got another big one against the Phoenix Suns. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I'm going to be at work, but I'm going to try to tune into that one and, and watch it. And I will hopefully be able to be on here and hopefully with Trey as well. Um, but until then, go Bulls and let's go get these W's, man. Please. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.